so it's pretty evident I'm trying to record a podcast on my own uh, without Torin, and I can't even do an automated countdown <laughs> without him. However, uh, I just had something to say, and I always, you know, before technology, when I was young and uh, wanting to take on the world, I used to say, I want a radio show, I have something to say, I have a lot to say, and I want people to listen. Uh, and I have a podcast, so I have something to say and a platform to say it. So I'm going to go ahead and hopefully not say the word so anymore. Um, today is a day where I have cleared my calendar and decided to take a mental health day because I... Um, Sometimes I don't realize how much I take on when I'm supporting families. And um, I'm not complaining, of course, because I absolutely do this out of pure joy and mission and purpose. Uh, but I am also a human being. And as I tell my parents to give themselves grace, I need to remember to allow myself to do the same. So I've given myself a little grace and I've taken today, it's a beautiful day, the sun is shining, I am relaxing on my uh, office uh, sort of deck, uh, that's what I call it, but I'm alone and I have no one to tend to except my own thoughts. So I thought, why not record and sort of purge as my... Um, caretaking of myself, right? I really don't like the term self-care. I don't know why I don't like it, right? I just don't like it. Um, but one of the things I guess I have just been thinking about is what I can control and what I cannot control. And I realized years ago, uh, even though I am willing to do the work and I'm willing to go wherever and meet with whomever, um, I don't have control over the schools. I don't have control over the education system. And at this point, I really don't want control over the education system because it's exhausting. Uh, then it needs to be totally overhauled. Uh, it's a disaster on all accounts. Uh, yes, there are pockets where, oh, it's going great, but is it really going great? Are we just used to the complacency? Are we just used to, this is just the way it is. Um, I've been posting a few things to sort of uh, purge myself, but also to share insights so that others can know what is happening. And one of the things that I am no longer accepting, and not that I accepted it before, but I'm now making it very clear that I'm not accepting this is, well, this is the way we've always done it. This is the way we've always done it. Well, we also used to call each other on the phone and have a conversation. We don't do that anymore. People have seemed to transition quite well to texting and emailing, even though this is not the way we did it before. So when it comes to education, when it comes to making changes, when it comes to making a stand to do something different, People make excuses. Well, this is just the way it's been done. 
or the system is going to be what it's going to be, or um, why should I have to do this? Well, those are very valid statements and everyone has a right to feel, act, respond in any way that they please. However, from my perspective, when it comes to our children who did not ask to come here, right? Someone chose to either bring them in by accident or on purpose um, and they're here. And we, as the adults, are responsible for providing them with what they need, supporting them when they need support, and allowing them to grow and be who they are supposed to be. Well, to do that sometimes means there is uh, sacrifice, there is discomfort, uh, there is... Um, situations or there are situations that can be created where you are ostracized, whether you are a parent or an educator or a therapist or just someone in general who's standing up for our children. And I stand up for all children. Uh, however, this platform, this podcast is specific to our autistic kiddos, neurodivergent individuals. Um, and, and that doesn't mean we're not including everyone, but that's our focus. So when it comes to standing up for our kids that are neurodivergent, uh, we as adults tend to model um, uh, fear. And at the same time, we want our children to advocate for themselves. But when they advocate for themselves, they are told no. They are told not now. They are told this is not what we do. They are told you're going to look different than everyone else. They are told, I don't have time. And I get it, life is busy. But once again, we as parents, educators, therapists, any of us who have taken a role in being responsible for another human being, we need to be made accountable for that. So I, you know, I understand everyone has their own demeanor, their own cultural dynamic. Uh, their own personal um, trauma, their own viewpoint on what should and should not be done. I have all respect for that. My struggle is when we sit around as adults and watch children being harmed and selfishly say, well, I have a big mortgage or well, I don't know what else to do. I don't have the patience or well, I don't have a choice and I get it. I get it. Life is hard. And when you have children, it's a crapshoot, right? Boy, girl, um, uh, healthy, not healthy, uh, you know, uh, autism, not autism. That's, that's what it is, right? And you have a human being and you're responsible for a human being. And even if you have, a crapshoot. <laughs> I'm using this word. Clearly, you can tell the tone and why I need a mental health day. But the even when you get what you thought you wanted and you were going to get, life happens. Life happens. Life is hard. And because we know life is hard, and because we know that when we are adults, it's even harder because we have more responsibilities, unless you decide to 
live off the grid or live on people's sofas or decide to just be free and not have major responsibilities. Totally cool with that. But in general, we grow up, we have more responsibilities. As my dad used to say, the bigger you get, the bigger your problems are, right? So since we know that being an adult is hard and exhausting, then we need to not put that burden on our children because they're already going to get that. They're going to grow up and they're going to get the crap that comes at us as adults. So childhood is the time where we should be joyous and nurtured. Yes, crap happens. I get it. But in general, children should be able to wake up, know they are going to be safe. They should be able to go to a school setting, a therapy setting, a daycare setting, and know that they are going to be nurtured, supported, and if they need help, they can ask for it and it will be received. They should really be able to rely on that. Now, I can't control every scenario, right? My dad told me a long time ago when I started this journey to become a speech therapist, he said, Stacy, you can't save them all. And I looked at him and said, Daddy, I sure as heck am going to try. I'm going to try. And that's what I do. And when I say save, I'm not saying that autistic individuals need to be rescued. I'm saying I am going to do whatever I can do to educate, support, provide resources to, to um, whatever, so that someone who wants to know can help and support the needs of an autistic kiddo, whether it be a teen or young adult, or your spouse, because I work with adults who are trying to figure out ways to support their spouse while they're parenting together or you know, just in general going through life together. So as I sit here on my porch enjoying the sunshine and I think of all of the wonderful, wonderful children that I have had the opportunity to meet, um, whether it's for 10 minutes, whether it's via video, whether it's for three hours, whether it's for two or three years, the, the joy I have experienced in meeting these children who are neurodivergent and seeing the wonderful way they not only see the world, but just the most fascinating way they process information. I mean, just fascinating. You know, I love to tell stories and I love to tell stories about my students and I love to tell stories about autistic adults that I have the privilege of knowing around the globe. And I mean, I honestly don't know what my life would be without them in my life. Um, I feel very privileged. And so I think, I'm realizing that this, this wanting to shift the narrative, this need to shift the narrative around everything autism is simply because I want everybody else to see the joy. You know, people go to a vacation spot and they, you know, show pictures on social media. Look, look, they want to share and something they found joyful. Well, that's what I want to do. I want to shift the narrative on everything autism so that people can have the joy, can feel the joy that I feel when I am around an autistic child, when I am having an intellectual conversation with an autistic adult. 
when I am listening to an autistic teen give me insight into how they process information, I want everybody to experience that. That may be selfish, but it is who I am. And, um, and I'm just going to be Stacy. In fact, I, <laughs> I will share, uh, I was in a meeting recently and it was with um, another stranger. Uh, and we had this conversation and he literally stopped the meeting and looked at me and said, I'm going to ask you something. And he said, no, 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 I'm going to tell you something. And I said, okay, because I'm all open, right? Ooh, what are they going to say? What are you going to say? Because I love to learn from others. And he said, I want you to promise me that you're always going to be Stacy." I didn't even know how to respond to that, except, well, I don't know what else or who else to be. You know, I don't know who else to be. And when I said that, it was, it was a compliment, right? But I also thought, of all of my children, all of the autistic individuals that I know personally, via them personally or their parents, who are not allowed to just be who they are. No one's telling them to just be them. Just be you. So I'm sitting here pondering what I can do next to shift the narrative on everything autism so that neurodivergent children can be told the same. What a wonderful privilege for someone to tell you, just be who you are. That is such a gift. And I'm grateful for that gift. But I want everyone to have that gift. I want our children who are trying to navigate this harsh <laughs> neurotypical world to just be able to be who they are. So I'm going to stop. <laughs> because I'm getting emotional, but I really, really hope that those of you who listen to this spontaneous episode, which Torin doesn't even know I'm doing, and I'm going to ask him to edit it and post it ASAP, I, I just want you to understand why it's important to me that we shift the narrative on everything autism. It's really just me being selfish. I'm selfishly wanting everyone to have the joy that I experience when I am with neurodivergent individuals. It's really that simple. And I'm glad that I now recognize it. So go forth, shift a narrative, nudge a narrative, shake a narrative. <laughs> do what you have to do in the way that you can do it, in the timeline that you can do it. And let's do this together. Because we can. We know we're not going to catch everyone. I know my dad said, but I'm going to try to catch as many people as I can and shift their narrative on everything autism. Thank you for listening.